0: The Moten Mailbag is brought to you by the Robert Russo Moton Museum, located in Farmville, Virginia. The Moton Museum is a civil rights museum focusing on the history of Prince Edward County between 1951 and 1964. <laughs> And this is the Milton Mailbag Season 2, Episode 7.
1: I'm Irene. And I'm Leah. Alright guys, how you doing? It's a little chilly outside. A little brisk.
0: I mean, it went from 75 to 40 like I saw a state trooper, so I'm Bruh. quite cold.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't like it. But it's like, hmm, I could buy a new blanket. Right? Right? Shouldn't right. I get this brand new beautiful blanket? I mean, you could. I'm just saying. But... You could. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is good weather to eat like, uh, you know, chicken and dumplings or like yeah. something like chili. I don't like chili, but like something hearty. Like something that's a like crock pot weather. Soup soup food. Weather. Yeah. 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 Soup, yeah. you know, something that's hearty.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of food. Mm. All right, guys, you ready for a Thanksgiving question? No. Well, that's too bad. It's <laughs> coming. We have to. All right, you <sighs> got to get rid of one Thanksgiving food.
1: Easy. Turkey. Turkey. And quit shaking your head over there. Quit doing it. Don't, nope. Stop that. You can't
0: get rid of the only, f- it's not Thanksgiving if there's no turkey.
1: People don't, not everyone eats turkey though. Just yeah,
0: some people don't eat turkey. However, you can't like not have, like, turkey is quintessential for Thanksgiving. Like, mm. it is Thanksgiving. Like, but the president doing, it. you know, I, I, I don't that's
1: have why to we, the president it. pardons the turkey yes, so we don't it, eat, eat
0: it. it. <laughs> and that's one
1: it. more reason to not eat turkey. <laughs>
0: I don't even know which one I would get rid of, to be honest. The turkey. Cranberries. Anything related to cranberries.
1: You don't like the cranberry jelly that's
2: not actually cranberry things?
0: Anything related to cranberry can go. Really? Anything. Is that your favorite part? is <laughs> annoying. But anyways, cranberries.
1: Really? Interesting.
0: I've never even had the cranberry in a can or freshly made and i never planned on it. I don't know why. Cranberries I mean. are gross. They're tart and I don't know yeah. why they get associated with Thanksgiving. Because
2: they're tart and then goes really well with turkey. Because they're and red? And they want a sandwich. Yes. They're red. Yeah. Fall colors. Yeah. You know, red, Vibrancy. orange, yellow. Do they grow
0: in the fall? Is that where they're associated? I, I think, really think
2: that's when they get that. them out the bogs. The cranberry bogs are wild.
1: I didn't know yeah. they came from, from bogs.
2: Yeah. Fun fact. There's wolf spiders that are introduced into the bog. Earth. Yeah. So somebody was like, oh, I, a, I need a job. And they went and applied. And then when they were getting the cranberries the wolf spiders climbed on the highest thing because they flooded the bugs. That's the people. I'm like, I would have died. I would have died.
1: That's real scary. I don't do spiders. No. So. no. Mm-mm.
0: Well, I'm not going to linger in this getting rid of turkey uh, as far as it's It's like getting rid of love on Valentine's Day. So I think we should go ahead and get to these questions because my feelings are
2: hurt. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our first question. What's your favorite quote about history?
0: You want to go first sir?
1: Yeah. So I'm a little upset because I cannot find the exact quote mm. that I'm thinking of, and I cannot remember it exactly. But it goes somewhere along the lines of history in the future in the present in the present, it's not a coincidence. History is a series of choices yeah. that we make that lead up to what is currently happening. You know, we sort of the idea that we foresee the future because we're making these choices and we can, you know, not always accurately predict, but for the most part, you know, we can predict what's happening and we understand what's happening now because we can look back at those choices that we made in the wow. past. Any correlations, yeah. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, they get a similar vein for me. Uh, Any quote, which is I don't, I don't, I don't even pick one specific because there's so many quotes kind of similar to Mm -hmm. this. But basically, just any quote about knowing your past to know your future, kind of kind of thing, or any foolish person who doesn't look Mm -hmm. at their past is history is doomed to repeat itself. Like any of those, you know, myriad of quotes of that way. Um, There's a a word, and I believe the language, Ghanaian language, mm-hmm. I mean, this idea, this word Sankofa, right, which has is, mm-hmm. is always resonated with me strongly, uh, and the picture of Sankofa is a swan with like, with his head turned backward, um, if you Google it, you'll see two images, one is the swan, and another is like a heart, a special, special design heart, but mm-hmm. essentially saying you have to know your past before you can know your mm-hmm. future, and before you can, so you can have a better future. Yeah. Um, any myriad of the quotes about that are kind of my, my favorite, my go-to. Yeah.
2: I, um, I picked a Baldwin quote, I read a lot of James Baldwin earlier this year, and the quote is, people are trapped in history, and history is trapped in them. I'm like, yep, that seems yeah. about right, mm-hmm. because yeah. obviously, as a historian, you see history everywhere, because mm-hmm. it is everywhere, and the choices that people made, and mm-hmm. the impacts and impacts that came after, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely trapped in it, so. Yeah.
0: Good, next question, Yeah. this one's mine. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, just making sure, and y'all are going to catch me if I'm paraphrasing. But basically, it's, it it reads. Like, is it better to rename or recontextualize?
1: So, my opinion on this is, I think you have to do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I think if you rename and you don't recontextualize, then what you've done is surface level. You know, you haven't done anything that's sort of really goes in to address the problem at hand to deal with the situation and you and vice versa if you recontextualize but you leave the name it's like okay you know we're still there's some sort of non-acknowledgement it Mm -hmm. seems about whatever it is that this person has done that drove it to be recontextualized Mm -hmm.
0: so no i was gonna say i think for the sake of this question we can include also monuments, like either taking down, recontextualizing, renaming, I think you can consider monuments, mm -hmm. schools, roads, whatever. I think it's all-encompassing. And,
1: you know, the big one right now that a lot of people are looking at is Civil War. Mm -hmm. You know, the generals and the leadership from the Confederacy, you know, we have primary source documents that tell us the Confederacy was founded on the basis of slavery, on keeping Black people, African Americans... As slaves, that was the entire point. They fought to have this ideal of oppression saved, you know. And so when we idolize or, you know, just really engrave, literally engrave these Mm. names into our buildings, onto, you know, our street signs, our schools, whatever, you know, we sort of leave the ideal that they are in a high place of honor when they fought for the oppression. You know, it seems why would we want to idolize that?
0: Well, and you're, that's a very important point because you look at the time period in which all of this is happening. I mean, Jim Crow era, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not 1870s, it's not the 1880s. It's a yeah. response to Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Confederate statues here in Virginia that arose are often were around really the t- early turn of the 20th century um, put up very intentionally mm-hmm. the, yeah. as, as a response. And you can go back and look at the remarks mm-hmm. of folks who gave the speeches when the statues were erected. You can go back and look at their thoughts outside of that. And see what these folks were thinking and why they did what they did. You know, I, I, I too think it's got to be it's got to be a little of both. And you know, doing that work, helping out here locally mm-hmm. um, with Longwood University and renaming buildings and, and understanding why it's important to to, to do that. Um, I think if in 50 years people are renaming stuff still, like I think that that's their prerogative, right? But I think it has to be okay for our mindset, our mm-hmm. opinions, our ideals to kind of. Maybe change or evolve when, when we present it with new information. Mm-hmm. And I think Leah and I have this conversation quite often that humans are very imperfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so here at the museum, we're really quick to say, you know, don't demonize, but don't deify these right. individuals because they're humans and they're imperfect. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got a skeleton or two in their closet. And yeah. when you find out about it, does that negate all the good work? Not necessarily, but it makes them human, which mm-hmm. is imperfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it allows a person to be a whole person. Like, they get to be a person, period, versus this grand figure to aspire to. Mm -hmm. And, like, I definitely agree with the rename and recontextualize. Mm -hmm. You know, watching the monuments being taken down on My Avenue in Richmond, I was like, all right, cool. Okay, this is, oh, it's really happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then watching it happen, and like, all right, so what's next? Mm -hmm. And I I think when I drive home, like, two hour drive, so this is what I think about when I'm driving home. It's like, uh, well, if you keep the pedestals up, then that way you have that Mm -hmm. to start the conversation. Like, this is why this is here in this place. Mm -hmm. This is why it was taken down. So Mm -hmm. that gives the Mm -hmm. removal and Mm -hmm. the recontextualization to explain that the people who were in power put this up Mm -hmm. because they were looking back on what they Mm -hmm want it to happen which is the oppression Mm -hmm. and the dehumanization Mm -hmm. and the use of economic labor Mm -hmm. physical labor and let's be clear the sexual labor of people Mm -hmm. with no control yeah versus 2020 Mm -hmm. who's a citizen has changed the fact that people are citizens and their voice matters they matter and they their vote matters, mm-hmm. all these things play into what we know as a democracy. Mm-hmm. So to have things that only honor one aspect right. and then the treasonous aspect yeah. against the union, let's yeah. be clear, it definitely negates or harms like what the US is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It goes against our our ideals as mm-hmm. a unified nation. Yeah. But then another conversation is that everybody in the nation wants us to be unified. But that's sure. another another question related yeah. to So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know monuments in general. I mean, in an ideal place, in an ideal world, like our institution wouldn't exist, right? We wouldn't need this reminder of what happens when mm-hmm. you don't yeah. live up to American ideals. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you mistreat people for just having a skin complexion that they can't control, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. ideally, we wouldn't need them. But... We do, you know, we do have them and it's important that we do continue to remember because if we don't, mm-hmm. you know, back to the quote question, like history's gonna repeat itself, right? And, yeah. it, and it still is repeating itself. Yeah. Like yes. One of my, and I should have actually said this, um, you know, if you wondered what you'd be doing during the Holocaust or the civil rights movement, you know, you're doing it right now, right? Because mm-hmm. that stuff is still happening. It may yeah. look different, it may manifest itself mm-hmm. in a different way, but it's still occurring. Yeah. So, so on to question three.
1: Yep, so my question is, How can someone preserve their site or building?
0: That is an excellent question. We could start a whole series on that, (laughs) Um, honestly. Since I've been here Mm -hmm. in 2016, the amount of calls, the amount of emails, requests I've gotten just to have more information about how we became an institution, uh, it's been a a lot, right? Um, I think we're very lucky, very fortunate that we had kind of the stars aligning in the way that they did for our institution to exist. Um, and so actually, let me give you our 30-second kind of elevator pitch version of, of, of what that was. Um, so this building, which was the first black high school in Prince Edward County, was a building, a school, until around 1993. Uh, some concerned citizens wanted to purchase the building with the idea of turning it into a museum. The county charged them approximately $300,000, This building was not worth $300,000. But all that to say, they did raise that money in the early 90s to purchase this building around 1996. And then in 1998, after frustration from the state level at not being given state historic landmark status, in 1998 we received national historic landmark status, um, and then therefore kind of retroactively get granted that state kind of recognition. Um, and then we opened up as a museum in 2001. So in, in our case, you know, we were were lucky on a, on a lot of fronts, right? We had a building that structurally was pretty sound, mm-hmm. you know, although in, 19, in 2000 it was uh 69 years old in in the year 2000 Mm -hmm. and 2001 70 years old um, when they opened up uh as a as a museum for the first time but we're very lucky because they didn't need to do much work structurally because the building was standing we're also lucky and fortunate that just the energy here in prince ever county you know we coalesced around this history Mm -hmm. right this was a super necessary thing for this community to do because they didn't want this history to be wiped away and i think that's because of the nature of what this history Mm -hmm. is and you can go back to uh, W. B. Du Bois and his study on the Negroes of Farmville, right? There's mm-hmm. a certain hopefulness about the Negroes and, and Farmville, right? The, the African-American community of Farmville has always been different. There's been a very, not to say that other, ones, other African-American communities have not been resilient or had grit, but like here in Prince Edward County, no matter what the issue was, there was this persistent, systemic kind of fight back, right? And so I think the descendants of those groups who were still here were like, hey, we have to do this for Martha E. Forrester. We have to do this for Barbara Johns. We have to do this for the thousands of kids who lost years of their education because the public schools closed for five years. Mm -hmm. So there was that energy that just didn't exist in other places because the same history didn't happen in other places. So in our case, we were very lucky that the energy was there and that the community really coalesced around this history and made it a concerted effort to preserve this building. And then it kind of from there, kind of from 2001, it was like a snowball rolling down the hill, right? So we hired an executive director in 2008. And then in 2011, we did half of the renovation. In 2013, we did the second half of the renovation. And now we have a Smithsonian-level quality museum mm-hmm. housed in the heart of Virginia in Farmville, where not a lot of people are going to go unless they're trying to go to, to Farmville. In mm-hmm. um, other areas it you just have it's just different right a lot of folks who call you know you know this is old colored school or this old kind of enslaved kind of cabin or things like that um things that just just given their demographic there's just not a lot of a a substantial amount of people there who are who are interested Mm -hmm. um also we benefited from being a story that we could easily tell as a, a as a lesser told story in american history not that other areas are not but like we could very easily say look this is 1951. These students are nonviolently protesting. There's Barbara Johns, who led the strike, which led to Davis, which led to Brown versus Board of Education. There's is tie into things that were already established, kind of an electicon of American history. There's not necessarily the same in other places for some of these smaller sites and, and buildings and such that people want and should be preserving that they kind of feel that call to. So we had kind of a platform that gave us kind of a national uh, connection, which really brought in those dollars. So. I say all this to say that's, that's probably not very helpful to a lot of people who might mm-hmm. be listening and certainly to who would be asking that question. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is, is get a group of people together. Get a group of people together who care about this, right, who could be committed, make them, you know, this can be your de facto board or your council or whatever you want to call them, right, and then you use your spheres of influence to try to get other people who may not be as dedicated but may be kind of peripherally Mm -hmm. interested in this issue and interested in helping i encourage you to reach out to preservation virginia if you're in the state but if you're not in the commonwealth of virginia reach out to your own kind of preservation Mm -hmm. area Mm -hmm. um here in virginia I also would encourage you to reach out to virginia humanities folks who are steadily giving grants and things to help this preservation work Mm -hmm. you know call us email us we're happy to kind of chat with you a little bit more about it but like use these organizations that are in place Figure out kind of these these historical grants. Try to get you know protection status mm-hmm. through you know right. historical status, and then from there you know just just do your best to to, to raise the money and raise the funds. Um, there's no you know we didn't know how this was going to play out when we first started. It, we just kind of did it and it and it happened right. Mm-hmm. But like you know just you have to start somewhere right. So find your starting point, find your group of yeah. people, and then kind of go from there seeking those statuses. I'm not sure you all thoughts on it as well because I talked for a long time.
2: I mean, just, but like picking back, picking back onto that. So you have a site, what's your site's significance? Like mm-hmm. write it down, mm-hmm. what's your site's narrative? Write it down. So in your narrative, which groups can you add in? Mm-hmm. Which names can you tap into that may be a resource. So kind of like build a network for the site and then start applying for grants. Mm-hmm. Like find a good grant writer. Cause mm-hmm. that's like the essential and then because you already know why your site's significant you have to like market it as well and then depending on like if it's a building when was it built how was it paid for mm-hmm. so thinking like air structure new deal money mm-hmm. so you have to find like the spider web of significance and then branch out from there mm-hmm.
0: Six degrees of separation, right? Yeah. Like, if you find yeah. out somewhere yeah. that, oh, this is where George Washington passed through on his way to, look, I've been to so many sites, that it's like, oh, Thomas Jefferson might have been here in yeah. the mid, you know. And, and that's what that's what you have to do, unfortunately, because yeah. if you there's not that connection that people can make, mm-hmm. you know, through their experience, through their kind of historical research, then they're not going to be invested in it. But if you can yeah. figure out something, even if it's grasping at straws, something the that can make that connection, yeah. Yeah. you know, they might make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And
1: it also seems, you know, you can preserve a site or building, but what happens with the history, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Why should the history remain relevant to the youths, <laughs> you know? Yeah. When they're learning about this, why should they want to say, oh, that's interesting, like, kind of want to learn more about that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, relevancy. Yeah, Absolutely preserving essential. the
1: story as well as the physical being. Yeah
0: here in Virginia, we have standards of learning. I know, I don't know if we have any out-of-state listeners, but if you do, you probably have Common Core, but Virginia has that own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you are, or if you go to private school, maybe you don't have either, but um, every pretty much history unit somewhere yeah. has something about local history, right? So mm-hmm. making that kind of plea yeah. to be like, hey, this is our local history, mm-hmm. not state, not national, but our local mm-hmm. history. And this is important for us to preserve that way you can get the buy-in from the schools um, you know, in, in, in the area, and maybe that'll give you some uh, help you build some traction yeah. in that yeah. regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there, there's so many sites that, that need preserving, um, and, but only a limited amount of dollars. But um, like I said, your National Humanities, um, you know, NEH, uh, Virginia Humanities, if you're in Virginia, your preservation organization for your state can be of great guidance um, and, and potential monetary donations. There, there are a lot of dollars out there. There are a lot of grant dollars um finding a grant writer is mm-hmm. is crucial mm-hmm. um but if you can't because sometimes they could be expect learn you know I, I guess that's the thing right get the reps and learn mm-hmm. how to get, find somebody who will proof and consult with you to help you become you know be as good as you can at running these grants and getting approved for these grants because there's so many sites out there that need to be reserved mm-hmm. yeah anything else from you all no but i got,
1: think i'm good yeah, have a, have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy turkey. Yeah,
0: I think this episode will come out mm-hmm. on the 23rd. So Thursday should be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of turkey, as <laughs> you should do if, if you eat turkey, or something at least that's flavored like turkey. Um, we'll be back in your speakers and your earbuds in about a week's time. If you have questions, email us at or DM us on social media. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening.